0: Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. Got a great show stacked up for you today, full of guests and information and, well, some important stuff for you to learn, including identifying stroke symptoms. Oh, yes. Plus the inevitable mental drain of financial insecurity. We are talking about anxiety and mental health. Also, Rick Edelman will stop by. He's a financial guru introducing his new book, The Truth About Crypto. I think you want to hear that. And there's a baby formula shortage, but you shouldn't make it at home. We'll tell you what to do. Also, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Women's Health Week. Do you have dense breasts? You'll want to listen up. That's all coming up on this weekend's episode of the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network.
1: Recently, I was on a flight riding on a legal pad, and the man next to me struck up a conversation. Are you an author, he asked? I said, no, I'm actually a preacher. Well, the look on his face was priceless. How would you feel if you're stuck sitting next to a preacher for several hours? Surprisingly, though, we had a good conversation. He asked me several questions about Jesus, and I told him that the Bible says if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Christianity is worthless. Ever thought about that? You see, the truthfulness of Christianity hinges on whether Jesus died and rose from the grave. There's great evidence for it. And I'm one of the billions of Christians around the globe who believes that the resurrection really happened. If Jesus did conquer death, then he's worthy of your trust. If he didn't, reject him because he's a fraud. I believe he really conquered death. What do you believe? This is Brian Wright speaking right from my heart.
2: For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. When it
1: comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro Zero Turn Mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features, like my ride Suspension that take the ache out of acreage. Massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro, count on it. Visit toro.com slash zero turn to find yours.
3: If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Excellent.
0: Lower the round table, and it is all right. Let me tell you what, what is not all right is that over 800,000 strokes every year. Did you know stroke? Is the leading cause of death in this country and it causes more serious long term disabilities than any other disease. So, with that in mind, we're gonna no stroke, know the signs, act in time. Would you please welcome Dr. Clinton Wright? Hi, Dr. Clinton Wright, how are you?
4: I'm very well, thank you for having me.
0: Tell me about no stroke, know the signs, act in time. Tell me about this campaign, if you would.
4: Right. Well, we have this campaign because we really want to get the word out and have people recognize the symptoms of a stroke because it's really just so important that people get treated right away. You know, if someone's having a stroke, they only have a certain amount of time to get the right treatment that could help them either, you know, recover completely from the stroke or actually make the stroke go away. So to Understand what those symptoms are and then be able to call 911 immediately if you're having those symptoms is really key. Some of the symptoms that people have are things like numbness or weakness that starts suddenly uh, in the face, arm or leg, especially if it it happens on one side of the body, Um, confusion, trouble speaking or understanding speech that starts suddenly or uh, sudden inability to see with one or both eyes. Uh, trouble walking, trouble with loss of coordination or loss of balance or dizziness, any of those things that start right away. Sometimes a severe headache, for example, with no known cause, uh, someone who's not used to having headaches and suddenly has a, a severe headache. All of those things are, are signs and symptoms of a stroke. Um, and we want people to recognize them either in themselves or in a family member or a coworker so that they can call 911 immediately because it's really important to, to get evaluated right away.
0: We're talking with Dr. Clinton Wright. He's the director of clinical research for NINDS, and strokes are serious. Let me tell you.
5: Well, you know, one of
4: the things is just doing tours uh, of the radio like this so that people can really hear what these symptoms are and also understand the link with specific risk factors. You know, you mentioned African-Americans being at higher risk. You know, there are many even younger African-Americans that have uh, hypertension and they're not really aware that they have it um, and hypertension high blood pressure is a real serious risk factor for stroke and even in younger people but also in older people things like diabetes high cholesterol um, if someone has a history of heart problems that's also a risk factor for stroke and then there's lifestyle risk factors like not doing any exercise or drinking too much alcohol or smoking um, all of these things are things that um, are fundamentally people have under their control. Uh, the risk factors even like hypertension diabetes if they get the right medical care those risk factors can be brought under control and that lowers the risk of having a stroke so it, it's important to know about that
0: oh yes and acting in time is critical
4: it's important to get the person evaluated by a healthcare professional you know the emergency medical services are trained to recognize a stroke and then getting the person to an emergency department where more advanced testing like a scan can be done. If the person's having a stroke, most strokes are caused by blockage of a blood vessel, and you can give a clot-busting drug. People have heard about TPA. There's other drugs that are being given now to break up that clot.
0: Dr. Wright, quick sidebar here. A lot of people don't seem to know the difference between a heart attack and a stroke.
4: A heart attack is really a stroke of the heart, where the heart muscle gets damage due to blockage of a blood vessel that's supplying the heart muscle. The heart muscle needs blood supply. Not only is it pumping blood, but it has blood vessels that supply the muscle. If that gets blocked, then uh, that can cause a heart attack. In the stroke, it's the same kind of idea for most types, kinds of stroke where a blood vessel in the brain is getting blocked. Sometimes that's from a clot that comes from the heart. Sometimes it's due to damage to the vessel locally from... Exposure to risk factors like hypertension, high cholesterol, diabetes that have been going on for a long time. So that's why we want people to understand when they have those risk factors and get them under control, because you could really lower your risk of stroke as long as you control those risk factors.
0: The campaign is called No Stroke, Know the Signs, Act in Time. For more information, go to stroke.nih.gov. And Dr. Clinton Wright, thank you so much for sharing this valuable information about people needing to act faster. Thanks so much for joining us today.
4: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Kids are amazing. And at Florida KidCare, we think their health care should be amazing, too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost. And your child can too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437.
6: Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor. And I want to talk to you about getting
5: older. My body hurts. My joints ache. And sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side-saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archibello, who seems to have only one speed. High. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because
4: I'm living my life. Oh, oh, Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, (laughs) and visit BrainHealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at BrainHealth.gov.
0: It's the Florida Roundtable, and with me now, I've got someone who's going to help us through some craziness, anxiety, really, if you will, the inevitable mental drain of financial insecurity. With that in mind, psychiatrist Dr. Howard Pratt is here, and he's going to give us some help. He works at the Behavioral Health Medical uh, Center, Community Health of South Florida. I made my way through it, sort of. Anyway, uh, hi there. How are you, Dr. Pratt? Hi, thank you for having me. Certainly, this is a very important topic. I mean, I know that the pandemic really put the kibosh on a lot of people. And and, uh, your appointments actually tripled during that time frame. Uh, Anxiety, depression. What was all the root of these problems and people coming in?
5: I hate to start off everything with during the pandemic. But, Mm. you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a common thread. And it was financial stress. Something really unique to Florida is we are a tourist entertainment economy and that just stopped everything and a lot of people were coming to mental health services for the first time because they don't know how they're going to live all of a sudden that job that they've depended on for years that they're supporting their families with is now gone and there's not a clear light at the end of the tunnel and it was a ripple effect throughout families.
0: Please go on about the patients and how alarmed they were with the skyrocketing housing costs, which is kind of where I'm at, inflation, et cetera. How did you deal with all this? How do we deal with this? This is one of those things
5: that's very hard to deal with in a sense of you have to stop, take a second, and breathe. You are not alone in this, even though it feels isolating. You know, when you have financial insecurity, no one plans on it. And especially if you're a person that has always kept a budget and really prepared for things. The thing I tell people is that, one, do the things that can relieve your anxiety. You know, the pandemic hit the whole country, hit the whole world. In Florida, we have a few advantages. We live in a beautiful area. I tell people even taking a second to go outside and just gather your thoughts and think. Secondly, and the most, the biggest step people can take is therapy. The question that people always say, well, if I just lost my job, I don't have benefits. Well, there are community health centers all over Florida, and you still can get healthcare. That's going to be the first step. Another thing is If you have kids, do not pass your financial stresses on to your kids. Sending your kid to elementary school, knowing that mom or dad is now having trouble paying the rent and they may lose their place to stay is going to add to your stress because now you not only are having anxiety, you have a child with anxiety too. You can make them aware that, hey, things are a little tight right now, but you don't want to kind of give them a problem they can provide no solution to. It's unfair to kind of put that burden on a child, especially since they don't have much recourse. I think the whole idea of having kids completely clueless isn't the best thing, but I think we kind of overcorrected by sharing everything
0: when I grew up I didn't really know how you know to manage a household until I asked my circumstances a little odd because my dad died when I was 12 and my mom didn't really know how to run a household so me at 12 trying to my mom (laughs) trying to figure it all out not good but again most circumstances aren't like that the problem that I found is like you said I went out and I had to get a job I felt like it was my responsibility to take care of the younger kids my mom was a hot mess and she did get help from a psychiatrist. During the pandemic, these appointments ended up becoming virtual also. Did you find that it was harder to read your patients and all of the anxiety and depression because they could put on a face where you couldn't read all their nonverbal?
5: Well, so, you know, I got into this field because I like to interact with people. And the more barriers you put in between the communication, it does kind of degrade that connection that being said you know i don't want anybody sitting waiting in my uh waiting room catching covid um or you know it's a necessary evil
0: understood yeah it it was a double-edged sword because you needed people more than ever as we started out saying the 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 request for for help and and which is good i'm not going to put that down but it tripled And we're still seeing an after effect, the housing industry now, Dr. Pratt. We're talking with Dr. Howard Pratt, by the way, CHI, that's Community Health of South Florida. It's a 50-year nonprofit situation there. And You're the Behavioral Health Medical Director. This is a free situation, or is it one of them on a scale, mental health services, et cetera? So
5: so it's on a scale. So, you know, community health is something that's been around for you know, the past fifty years, um I love the fact that it doesn't matter if you have insurance, if you are have if you're underinsured, you can get help. And, and you know the the doctors, the nurses, the people I work with, you're not getting discounted care because you're not paying a lot. It's just you can't neglect someone because their financial circumstances may not be what other
0: people's are yeah exactly now I am a big fan of the community uh, health clinics and mental health clinics and they're all backed usually by the United States Department of Health and Human Services yeah maybe you have to wait a little bit before you get set up in the system but once you you're in I mean you're in the services are incredible and they are comparable if not better than some of the ones that you you know go out of your way to pay for people Seriously, Dr. Absolutely. Pratt's an example right here. You love the, the whole psychiatry and the whole b- build of it. And you could be out there billing three or $400 an hour and talking to elite patients, but instead you've chosen the nonprofit sector. And that, uh, I mean, I commend you for that.
5: No, no. I, I, I find it a privilege to work where I do. And, and I, w- I want to say something you know, we're a medical home. So when someone comes to me and they are coming for mental health services, you know, we're not just going to talk about that. I, I want to know, when's the last time you've been to your PCP? Well, You don't have one? Well, I have one, and actually it's just a few feet away. You know, well, we have family medicine, OB-GYN, mental health, dentistry. You, you know, we just have so many services. And it's very rewarding, and I think the people that are coming there, even though they may wait a little bit and may be harder to get in Mm
7: -hmm.
5: at first, are very appreciative, and that makes what what we do at CHI very rewarding.
0: Oh, I, I agree fully. And, folks, again, if you are suffering from financial anxiety, and I'm not laughing because I do. I suffer every day right now because of I got yeah. I lost my house, I had to go, and blew through oh, all God. of my, I blew through all my savings during COVID. Even the government was giving money or whatever, I blew through it all, as trying to stay afloat. And then after everything on the other side, my landlord says, hey, I think I'm gonna take advantage of the Central Florida housing boom. And yeah. next thing, yeah, and, and like everybody out there who is scrambling to find a place, rent is going through the roof, it's ridiculous. And just day to day, like you said, you have to just stop, go outside, get some sun on your face, smell the fresh air, watch the birds fly around, and forget about all the other garbage because that's what it is. Long or the short, you've gotta you've gotta get your head in a situation where you feel good, even though you know that these things are barking at the door. How do we do that, Doctor Pratt? Help. <laughs> Well, you, oh, you thought I had the answer. I don't have the answer.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the answer to, is is going to be unique to to your personal situation. Um, unfortunately, we identify a lot with our security, with who we are, with our financial status. That is so unhealthy mm-hmm. because, as we've all seen, your financial status can change.
0: <laughs> yeah. In. in, in yeah, so quickly. Everybody and is like a is, paycheck away from being homeless at that point. Was about. Yes.
5: One of the things that's it's upsetting is that your story that you just told yeah. is so common.
0: I know. And that is, is what's is terrible in the state terrible. of Florida. It's terrible. It's happening everywhere. How do we deal with that anxiety, that depression? I mean, I had to move to a whole new situation. Thankfully, it opened up. but. It's smaller, it's older, it's not so great, it's more money. So nothing good in my mind came out of that move. So now I have to make it good. I'm a big fan of of, uh, psychiatry and and mental health Uh, help.
5: What you described right there is, you know, you recognized that the situation you were in was dire. (laughs) Having anxiety about that is absolutely appropriate. But looking towards tomorrow and saying, okay, you know— I'm not where I was, but I have tomorrow, and I can make this work, which may not always feel the best. But taking that time to be appreciative for what you have, um, if there's things where, hey, well, this is a good time where I know I don't want to be in that situation before, look at the things that could have been done where you were a little more stable. Um, Then ask yourself now that you're kind of at the other side of it, was all that anxiety, all the time spent, all the things that you worried about, was it worth it? Was it worth your mental health? You know, taking the time to acknowledge is one thing, but you don't want to ruminate on problems that you don't have clear solutions to. So what I tell people is to look for the support where you have it. You know, if you know that you're not alone in a situation, you're going to do so much better. Um, but, you know, we're so private about our finances that we think we're the only ones that are 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 worried about, you know, our our, our food, our gas prices, our jobs. Um, you know, I, I saw so many people when, you know, the tourism industry shut down, well, they said, you know what, I love doing that. I don't want to go back there because you know this could happen again. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's and exactly what happened. Fortunately.
5: <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of those people started going and they started doing delivery services. And then of course gas prices went up, and then that wasn't affordable. And it was just one hit after another. But most of those people are very resilient and they're adapting. You know, they had that radical acceptance. And they said, you know what, this has happened before, and I can come through it again. Recognize that this is rough right now, but tomorrow will be better. Now, if you're in that situation where things are really dark, please come and seek services.
0: Because
5: depression and anxiety are common, and they're very treatable.
0: There we go. Dr. Howard Pratt is with us right now. We are talking about, well, the mental drain of financial insecurity as well as just everyday life. And I'm talking gas prices, inflation, housing costs. Let's go have lunch. You know, let's just relax for a second. I know, it's peanut butter and bread, but it's all I can afford right now, but we're (laughs) going to do it, Dr. Pratt. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you, and also the community health of South Florida. Thank you guys for doing what you do and for sharing it right here on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you for having me.
1: Motorists, bicyclists, and motorcyclists all have the right to be on the road and travel safely. Drivers, watch out for bicyclists and give them three feet of clearance. Always be on the lookout for motorcycles and never attempt to share a lane with one. Drive cautiously around large buses and trucks and remember to never cut in front of them since they can't stop as quickly. When we're on the road together, safety is a shared responsibility. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
2: The forecast calls for warm gulf breezes blowing through your hair and soft, sugary white sand below your feet. Along with mostly sunny skies on outdoor patios while dining al fresco, cool, colorful street murals mixed with world-renowned art museums. And around sunset, there's a chance of fiery orange skies over emerald green waters. So immerse your senses in St. Pete Clearwater and start planning your beach escape at visitstpeteclearwater.com. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology.
4: We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds.
2: We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission, more than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
8: We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans.
6: Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children or a disability.
7: It's so wrong.
6: Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it fair housing is your right use it to learn more visit hud.gov/fairhousing that's hud.gov/fairhousing or call 1-800-669-9777 1-800-669-9777 a public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance
0: You have heard of this guy, Rick Edelman. I know you have. He's a staple here on our Florida radio stations. And well and now, a number one New York Times best-selling author, 10 books on personal finance, and a new one just dropped this week. It's called The Truth About Crypto, A Practical, Easy-to-Understand Guide to Blockchain, Bitcoin, NFTs, and Other Digital Assets. Please welcome to the Florida Roundtable, Rick Edelman. Hello, Rick great to be with you melissa thanks is this number 11 then or is this the 10th book i lost count
8: number 11 hard to believe i i promised my wife i wouldn't write any more books but then crypto came out and it's so totally new and different i just had to write a book about it
0: should people actually invest in digital assets is it just for younger people first of all maybe we go back to the beginning the nucleus what is cryptocurrency
8: this is something that everybody needs to pay attention to this is the most important technological innovation for global commerce since the invention of the internet and we all wish we had invested in google and amazon and apple and microsoft back when they were new well that's what this opportunity today represents this is new it's internet 3.0 the original internet was the internet of people you know facebook and emails that connected people together then we had the internet of things where you know your your phone talks to your car now we have Internet 3.0, the Internet of Money. Blockchain technology, Bitcoin, allows you to move money on the Internet fast, safe, cheap, and with great transparency and cybersecurity. And this is transformative. Businesses all around the world are developing this technology to improve their businesses and its profound So, yeah, Melissa, you're right. Everybody should be considering this for their investment strategy as part of a diversified portfolio. It is uh, a very big deal, and most folks don't know much about it. And that's why I wrote The Truth About Crypto.
0: So how do I go about investing in crypto, Rick? The good news is
8: there are lots of easy ways today. Uh, The crypto industry has really grown up over the last 12 years. Today, there are ETFs that allow you to invest in companies that are building this technology. You can invest in publicly traded stocks that are in this space, like Coinbase, MicroStrategy, Riot Blockchain, Marathon Digital. There are uh, Bitcoin futures ETFs. Financial advisors can uh, assist you with building a comprehensive portfolio in something called an SMA, a separately managed account. There are lots of easy ways to do it no matter how much money you wanted to invest or which way you want to go about it. And my book describes all of these different opportunities.
0: So we're talking with Rick Edelman, got a new book out, just dropped this past week called The Truth About Crypto. What about the scams? What about the people who are losing money or claim to or got hacked? How do you address that?
8: There are frauds. There are crooks in every aspect of investment world. You know, people lose money to stocks. Remember Bernie Madoff? Mm -hmm. There are real estate scams. There are annuity scams, lottery scams. We have to protect ourselves. And in my book, I show you all the risks and how to protect yourself against them so that you don't end up in a bad situation. You need to be careful, there's no question about it. This is largely unregulated. There's no FDIC to protect you if you lose money. So you have to be on your guard. And it's remarkably easy to do that. So you don't have to be fearful. The people who tend to lose money are the people who don't know what they're doing huh. because they they moved ahead without really understanding And the best place to start is education.
0: Is it possible, though? You said it's not regulated. Maybe the government gets involved. They might ban Bitcoin. Is that true?
8: The answer is clear. Uh, The Biden administration just two months ago issued an executive order calling on the federal government to devote resources to the support and development of this innovative technology. The Federal Reserve has launched the chief innovation officer, the first time they've ever had that job. Senator Elizabeth Warren has strongly come out in support of this. Janet Yellen, the secretary of the treasury. In Congress, there's a congressional blockchain caucus. 39 members of Congress are members of that. So the notion now is not banning it. Everybody realizes this is a transformative technology with huge benefit. And the only issue is, How do we control it, regulate it to protect consumers? That's where the government is going with the full support of the crypto community. It's sort of like when cars first came on the road. We then had car accidents, so we needed to create rules of the road. That's where we are now with crypto, new technology. We all realize we need rules of the road, and we're very busy building them now.
0: So I know Putin's a little busy in Ukraine right now, but I do hear that Russia is using crypto to get around some of the sanctions that have been placed upon them. Is that a problem?
8: We were worried about that, quite frankly, because Bitcoin is anonymous and we were fearful that he'd get around the sanctions, but it proved not true because law enforcement is able to trace the transactions on uh, Bitcoin. In other words, digital money leaves a digital footprint. So. No, it's not a concern at all. In fact, this is helping to move everybody toward the use of Bitcoin because it is such a wonderfully suitable technology. That helps everybody manage their money better, faster, cheaper, and safer.
0: We're talking with number one New York Times best-selling author and radio host, financial guru, I like to call him. It's Rick Edelman. And there's a lot of discussion about Bitcoin mining being bad for the planet.
8: Yeah, there's no question about it that when you engage with Bitcoin, uh, the way it works, because it's all computers, it's up in the cloud, lots of computers are used to maintain the computer network. And a lot of people are worried that all of that computing power is generating a lot of energy usage that's bad for the planet. And there's some validity to that, there's no question, but it's a little bit overblown. In other words, every industry uses energy. So this is why we have climate change. And this is why we've all got to move to electrical uh, power and get away from fossil fuels. It's going to take us a long time to do that. For now, More than half of all the Bitcoin activity is green technology. It's solar, wind, and water, and it's excess energy that it would otherwise be wasted. So it's really not nearly the big deal that people were fearful that it would be. It was, frankly, a bigger concern 10 years ago. Today, it's not nearly as big a problem, and the industry is moving fast to eliminate uh, the CO2 emissions as best they can, just like the automobile industry and the airline industry Uh, and every manufacturing industry. So it's not terribly a concern. And in fact, they've developed a new technology that's 99% less fuel intensive. So pretty soon, everything in the blockchain world will be using this new energy efficient approach and the problem will go away all
0: right before i have you describe what the heck blockchain means for some people because a lot of listeners are new to this and they want to understand but first let's nft what does that mean and it kind of faded away already but explain what that is would you
8: nfts are a very big deal um to understand that it's real simple non-fungible token well what's a token a token is just a digital representation of a physical asset. So, you know, you have you, you're real, but if I take a photo of you, I now have a digital representation of you. And that's what a token is. Most tokens are the same. In other words, if I lend you a dollar and you pay me back with a dollar, you don't have to give me the same exact dollar. All dollars are the same, they're fungible. A non-fungible token is unique. You know, it's like artwork, a Picasso is unique. There's only one of each painting that Picasso drew. So a non-fungible token is a digital representation of something that is one of a kind. And you're seeing them in artwork right now with CryptoKitties and uh, the Bored Apes Yacht Club. And those are goofy. Those are silly fads. And they probably won't last very long. But we're going to be able to use this technology for real stuff. For example, your driver's license. Why do you have to carry a plastic piece of paper in your wallet? Why isn't your driver's license on your phone or your passport or your medical records or the deed to your house? All of these will be transformed into digital versions that are safer, that are more easily transported from one place to another. You can share them more easily with, your, say, your doctor for your medical records. And this technology is a very, very big deal, and that's why there's a lot of excitement about non-fungible tokens,
0: NFTs. I love it. Now, blockchain, is that some sort of a cut the middleman out situation?
8: Yeah, and that's why this is so exciting. You nailed it, Melissa. In other words, right now, the way that our businesses work all around the world is that they are centralized. You know, you have to go to your bank, and your bank account is in one location with one set of computer servers, and that means they have to struggle to coordinate with a different bank. This is why if you deposit somebody's check, the check doesn't clear for two weeks because of the way the systems are set up. Blockchain technology simply is a decentralized system. Instead of each bank having their own set of computers, everybody uses one common uh, database that's on the Internet. It's free available for everybody all of the time, and it allows businesses to work faster and cheaper and more safely than ever before. They call it blockchain because we all have separate sets of data, like your deposit in a bank account. That's a block of data, and we link all of these blocks of data together like they're linked in a chain blockchain
0: we've been talking with rick edelman he is the financial financial expert really personal finance best selling author on the new york times and the new book is out it's called the truth about crypto a practical easy to understand guide to bitcoin blockchain nfts and other digital assets rick edelman thank you so much for enlightening us today on the florida roundtable Thank you, Melissa
3: what What do I love about the water? Reeling in a good catch. Oh yeah, that's a keeper. Teaching the kids to swim in the lake, then pushing them on a rope swing over the creek. And watching the sunset with the family out on the boat. In our life jackets, of course.
2: Discover the joy of being on the water safely. Life jackets save lives. Wear it, Florida. This message is brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Visit myfwc.com for tips on how to keep you and your family safe on the water.
6: Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach, and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words, made in America. Real steel, find yours at steelusa.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of US and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally.
0: As of last week, 43% of baby formula products were out of stock nationwide. Now, the shortage has been coming in waves, has nothing to do with Ukraine, Russia, any of that. But what's happening is that parents are forcing themselves, I guess, to use recipes online to make baby formula with us to discuss how bad that is. Dr. David Klein from Stages of Life Medical Institute, welcome good to be here when parents are out there trying to do these crazy recipes even switching formula to another fda one is better than trying to make it yourself am i right
9: well pretty much you know the 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 problem with the shortage right now is it's been coming and going since about a year ago uh you know the supply chain issues have hit every uh, portion of this economy from gasoline through foodstuffs on the shelves you know you see empty shelves all over the place So it's come and gone, come and gone. But there's a complicating factor where Abbott, which is one of the biggest producers of these products, ended up with a recall due to a contaminant uh, that was found in one of their products. That caused a trickle effect that is now affecting many millions of people in this country and abroad. So this is a problem. Well, Abbott, which is a huge company and a very fine one, okay, um, has tremendously... Uh, effective quality control but even when that occurs you end up with a finite a measurable risk of of, uh, contamination that can cause problems when you start making these things on your own in particular if you do it in bulk and you start saving things in the refrigerator you introduce the likelihood that you're going to end up with poisonings of your kid and food poisoning infectious diarrhea is a big historical killer of children it's singularly a bad idea. So, you know, what you need to do is to, just to look around. Most of the shortages that are out there are for specific specialty formulas. And so sometimes it's really better off uh, to you know, pick which evil is better. You know, having a kid that, that's uh, gassy, maybe a little bit of diarrhea temporarily, or a dead child due to infectious diarrhea.
4: You know, Doc, uh, when we brought this up the other day, uh, we had some uh, listeners chiming in on the text line who apparently feel that uh, parents are whining about <laughs> not having baby formula. And it was kind of like, well, in my day, we didn't have any fancy baby formula and we were just fine. I said, yeah, in your day, uh, babies were dying because they didn't have the right. proper nutrition. <laughs>
0: Water and dirt. What's yeah, the it, problem? <laughs> yeah, well, you
9: know, and, and the reality is somewhere in between. You know, we've been as a species on this planet for a couple hundred thousand years. The, the longest portion of that, we did not have formula that came in cans and little bottles. And so, yeah, you can, in fact, get by making things on your own, or in fact, just going back to the old fashioned purees and whatnot and get by. You're not necessarily going to see kids with malnutrition that are short, they're specific. Um, I don't know, you might want to call it yuppie uh, diet for a brief period of time. You know, So not everybody is that special. And so sometimes you have to do what you have to do. In wartime in particular, you had to make do with what you had. This is what's going on in Europe right now, and this is in a, in a very, very small sense in what's going on right now. So there is an awful lot of whining and complaining, and there's nothing new about that either. You know, life has become one long series of inconveniences of late. This is just one of them. So what you have to do is figure it all out. Now, can you dilute the formulas and make them last a little bit and then flip in uh, some you know, applesauce in between, some carrot puree? Sure. You know, but you need to make sure that, you're, that when you do these sorts of things that you get back to the old-fashioned techniques of sterilizing the darn bottles and making sure that you don't touch them in the wrong way. And therein lies the problem. We have a society where people don't even necessarily know how to wash their hands after they go to the bathroom uh, yes, so. let alone making yeah let alone making sterile baby formulas. so this can in fact be a big problem. but what do you do? You may end up having to go with a different formula and suffer the consequences. You know when you have a dog or cat, they will eat one particular type of food, and when you change it. They end up making a mess of your house. They do. Okay, it's very, very, very inconvenient. I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I've cleaned it. We all, we all have. Okay, and kids are the same way. Yeah, you change their formula around a little bit, and it becomes an inconvenience. So not only are we going to see shortages of the formula, but we're going to see diapers. Diapers.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's going to happen. Dr. Klein. Thank you so much. Please, people, do not go ahead and make these recipes for formula off of Craigslist. That would be a very bad idea. (laughs) Dr. Klein, thank you so much for joining us. You can check out Dr. Klein online at stagesoflifemedicalinstitute.com. It's the Florida Roundtable, and it is breast cancer awareness, at least every day in my book. I'm going to say that. And it happens that there's a gap in knowledge among women, especially you who are Let's call it corn-fed, as my friend Lizzie does. Yes. Half the women age 40 and up really have big boobs. Let's be honest about it. So let's talk about what we can do and some things that you may or may not know. Right now we got Dr. Pamela Habib and Dr. David Schatz. How are you doing?
4: Hey, good to be with you.
0: Did, oh. I, pron- did I pronounce it right, David? Dr. Schatz? Yep. Oh, good. And Pamela, good to have you yep. along, too, doctor. So Thank you. T- tell us what's going on. All right. I'm a small boobed woman. All right. So I don't have a lot of issue. Actually, it's harder for me to get a mammogram because it feels like they're putting my rib cage into the uh, machine. But women who have really dense breasts have a big issue. Can one of you explain to me how they uh, how they get the, 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 the mammograms done when it's, you know, obviously very difficult for the machinery?
7: Absolutely. So, um, dense breast is actually something that we can identify on the, the mammogram. And so, um, it's when we open up, when the radiologist opens up the mammogram, we can see fatty tissue and we can see fibroglandular tissue. And when there's a lot of that fibroglandular tissue, that's what makes a dense uh, a breast dense. And so, it's actually um, a lot of people out there think that uh, it can be determined on their own, you know, without the mammogram just feeling. But it's actually, um, I think people are surprised to find out that it's actually only determined on the mammogram. And once we see that, uh, having dense breast really makes it hard to read for breast breast cancer because breast cancers appear white, and so does dense tissue. And so there can be a tiny cancer hidden if there's. Um, and also, having dense breast puts a woman at risk of uh, at increased risk of developing breast cancer
0: just by in and of itself. I see. Now, Doctor Shock, I um, I referenced my friend Lizzie, and she is uh, um, she's got some pretty large ones to the point where she has to actually have a sonogram taken. Have you heard of that? Um, yes yeah, So
8: I, I think probably what what you're talking about is a breast ultrasound, and that's a very common test that can be done in um, a number of different clinical settings in in breast radiology. Um, With regards to high breast density, uh, one of the tests that can be done as an extra screening test can be ultrasound, and that's something that a patient could talk about with her doctor. Um, Additionally, if there's a specific problem in the breast that the patient has, not necessarily, obviously, in a screening setting where you don't have any problems, but if there are specific problems in the breast, then it's also very, very common for an ultrasound to be performed um, at the time uh, that the patient's being seen just to evaluate um, for exactly what's going on in the breast. So, yeah, that's that's very common.
0: Okay, because that's the first I had ever heard of uh, having that kind of a, a look at the breast. I've always just gone for the straight mammogram where they do the squishing. Um, what should women with dense breasts ask their doctors? And I know we don't have a lot of time left.
7: Um, they should really ask their doctor what how this impacts their own breast cancer risk. Um, the doctor can go through all of your risk factors with you, so it's not just dense, dense, dense breast, but a number of other risk factors. And then um, the, the woman should really ask their doctor, should I get supplemental screening? Because um, based on your risk level, the doctor can determine should they get ultrasound, should they get MRI. But, um, but it's really important to have that open conversation.
0: Dr. Habib and Dr. Schock, thank you so much for enlightening us today. You know, nearly all women 40 and older have had mammograms and are told they have dense breasts. A lot of them don't know what that means, though. So for more information, go to understandyourdensity.com. Again, that's understandyourdensity.com. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable.
1: Recently, I was on a flight riding on a legal pad, and the man next to me struck up a conversation. Are you an author, he asked. I said, no, I'm actually a preacher. Well, the look on his face was priceless. How would you feel if you're stuck sitting next to a preacher for several hours? Surprisingly, though, we had a good conversation. He asked me several questions about Jesus. And I told him that the Bible says if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Christianity is worthless. Ever thought about that? You see, the truthfulness of Christianity hinges on whether Jesus died and rose from the grave. There's great evidence for it. And I'm one of the billions of Christians around the globe who believes that the resurrection really happened. If Jesus did conquer death, then he's worthy of your trust. If he didn't, reject him because he's a fraud. I believe he really conquered death. What do you believe? This is Bryant Wright, speaking Right From My Heart.
2: For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org.
3: If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 513 1652 That's 800-513-1652.
8: If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit year-round spray oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working
6: every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com.
2: Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection, what's going on?
6: Accepting.
7: Antibiotics started. Bed ready. Let's move
6: in. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at CDC.gov sepsis.
4: My muscles ached. I was
6: tired all the time.
2: My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere.
6: The unsettling thing about some symptoms is...
2: I had a fever and these terrible headaches.
6: You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite.
2: I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to
1: your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association.
0: It's the Florida Roundtable, and it's a special weekend. Look up to the skies Sunday night. It'll be the first total lunar eclipse of 2022. And it's going to be a stunning spectacular if you look up, and hopefully the clouds don't get in the way. Starting Sunday night into the early hours of Monday, the moon moves into the Earth's shadow, and it will turn a vibrant orange or rusty red color. So that means it's a blood moon. Plus, it's actually going to be a super moon, because it'll be at the fullest at that time when it's closest to Earth, so it's a super blood moon. Oh, I can take it one step further, as I will. It's happening in May, so some may call this last full moon of the spring the flower moon, which means Sunday's eclipse, a super flower blood moon. And I think that's all you need to know. I'm Melissa Fox.
6: You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to FloridaRoundtable at FNNOnline.net.